You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hungover, as usual, and time was crawling by slower than a slug stuck in hot tar. The door swung open, and I grimaced at the thought of putting on the act for some poor schmo looking to drown his own sorrows in this stinking joint. That's when I looked up and saw her. She had a look in her eyes that told me her dirty blonde hair wasn't the dirtiest thing about her. She asked if I made a good Tom Collins, so I rolled my eyes and exhaled deeply before sliding her a shot of warm gin and a dented can of 7-Up. She winked and smiled and said, Never mind, Slick, give me a big shot of that wild turkey you got behind there and tell me a funny story. Pour one for yourself, too. I don't want to drink alone tonight. She brought those smoky gray eyes up and locked them on mine, and I knew I didn't stand a chance. I wasn't sure my liver could take another six-week bender with this crazy dame, but after she worked me over in the beer cooler that night, I said to hell with it. Let's ride this train to the last stop, baby. It was just another in a never-ending series of tales from the bar side. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Social Distancing Podcasting. Uh, children of all ages are not allowed to Children of all yeah, ages. No. Uh, this is rated R. Uh, well, it's rated X, if you remember that back in the day. Uh, it's Tales uh, from the Bar Side. NC-17. Yeah, NC-17 is what it was called. Uh, I'm your host, Remy, and my good friend Lauren is on Skype with us. Hello. <laughs> And we're going to bring on our guest, uh, Nate Arbrewster, comedian extraordinaire and friend of mine. Say hello, Nate. Hello, Barside. Yeah. So we're in three different locations tonight. Everybody's doing their part, social distancing. Not me and Dave. We're brave. I mean, we're yeah, – I'd give it maybe, maybe five, five, five and a half feet of high. Yeah. I mean, we're close. We're social distancing. We're not, it's not like we're in here making out. No. Not that we Not would. that anybody would know. Not that we wouldn't. <laughs> oh, wait. We are on video. <laughs> I, you know, I wouldn't make out with you, but your caricature that Illy Mac did, I would totally make out with I, you. I, oh, so would I. So the high. one with his tongue out? The one with his tongue out, obviously. <laughs> Super creepy. <laughs> oh my god, so good. So we've got some fun stories to tell tonight. We're going to uh we're going to dive a little bit into the uh conspiracy theories of the coronavirus and what's been going on. And uh we're being our we're doing our part as good human beings and social distancing tonight with three different locations. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling great. Yeah, Nate, how you doing? I feel awesome. Ah, that's good. Yes. So, Nate, you're a comedian, a stand-up comedian, a fledgling stand-up comedian, if you will. But you've been getting some regular gigs for quite a quite a while now. You're like you're on yes. the circuit. You're doing your thing, man. Tell us a little bit about that. I have worked pretty consistently uh, for the last eight years or so up until this uh, virus started. Now I'm unemployed indefinitely. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but, uh, I feel but like yeah, there's a lot of that going around. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. In the, well, that's the thing is like you realize how – not needed comedians are to some degree. I just mean like economically the first, like, it's like, okay, we don't need you in the apocalypse. We need like grocery stores and hospitals. Uh, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, no, I've been doing it about 10 years or so and, uh, been full time, whatever that definition is to you. Uh, financially it's pretty bleak, but, uh, I've been doing it full time for about eight years or so. That's awesome. I mean, there were gestures during the black plague. Yeah. Right, right. Everyone <laughs> needs comedians. Laughter is I the think, best medicine, for sure. I think people need to laugh, but nobody needs to pay right. to laugh. They you want know it what I mean? Free. Like they're like, yeah. okay, if I'm if I need groceries or go to a show, I'm not going to a show. They're like, they're like, <laughs> I, you know, I've got my cousin's uh, 
um, Netflix account number, and, right. which I don't pay for, and I can watch all the comedians I want on there for free. So why would I go out to a comedy club to see Nate Armbruster? But you <laughs> yeah, should, exactly. because I've seen <laughs> your stand-up, and it's You're really freaking hilarious. Tonight, <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's okay. I'm trying to pump you up. Dude, I've seen your oh, stand-up. No, it's amazing. It's hilarious. You've got a style Thanks. that's very unique. It's all your own. You're not trying to, like, be a different comic. You're just you're being yourself, and it's really damn funny. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, really I, cheers. I can't wait till your Netflix special comes out. Um, I can't either. If that's still a thing after this <laughs> like whole shebang changes the world forever. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's part of the issue is I even so if too. you wanted to go out to a club right now you and can. see some comedy. Yeah. You can't do it. Right. Sorry, lad. <laughs> We've got pipers down everywhere. Yeah, so I, I guess for those not in the know, so I mean, we're sitting here in Michigan where the stay in place quarantine order just came down about to go at 11 a.m. Yeah, a couple of hours uh, left. Yeah, it takes effect in four hours. Yep. Uh, so here we are riding the ragged edge of danger. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, you know, and, and, and it's funny to me because I like on, there's one part of me that's like, I totally get it. I totally understand it. Like it, it's a thing, but then you look at the list of all the places that are exempt from it. Yeah. Like, okay. Grocery stores. Okay. People, people got to get food. That makes sense. Okay. Gas stations. Got to have, got to be able to get gas in your car to get to the grocery store. For sure. To get the, um, our podcast studios. Well, are, are exempt. They are because we're part of the media, and that's important. They're God, not God forbid that you don't get Jimmy's hot take on Mighty Ducks three. <laughs> I, listen, I, I'm just, I'm just really happy. Don't sell our, don't sell our short now. We have an important part of American culture right now. Uh, also, liquor stores are exempt and dispensaries. Yes, yeah. So and that's dispensary. well, that's that's like a medicine technically. I mean, it's uh, all like medicine. a pharmacy. I got my med- I got my medicine right here in a red solo cup tonight. So <laughs> yeah, so actually, so that, that you should be doing a, a. I've got a little bit of both. All right, yeah. oh, be hey. firing up a a comedy podcast <laughs> during you your downtime to keep yourself busy because that's that's an essential service. Shooby dooby dooby doo da day. So Nate, you've got a podcast, right? I do. It's uh, called One Crazy Story, which Remy has been a guest. Uh, I mean, it's our, I've already done it like five years, and I've taken uh, pretty uh, longer than. I prefer uh, pretty big breaks, just depending on life sure, and like yeah. uh, equipment issues. But I'm still doing it, and I do a lot of solo episodes now. That's kind of been a big goal of mine to get better at doing that. So I've been doing that, but I I love to have guests guests on, and Remy was one of the first few people to do it. <laughs> that was a good story too, wasn't it? <laughs> I loved it. Have you told it on this show at all? You I, should. I, I, have, I have not told that story, but what I'd love to do is if anybody's interested and you listen to our podcast, uh, both of you, um, go check out Nate, Nate Armbruster's One Crazy Story because there's an episode with me telling a story about how my girlfriend at the time and I got arrested. We're in the back of a cop car handcuffed and we were tripping on acid and uh, she got really, really hot and into it like the danger aspect of it and was like all over me making out trying to take my pants off in the back of a cop car and so i'm that's all i'm going to tell you if you want to hear the full story you got to go to yes. one crazy story wow. it's a good one that's it's a great a teaser. teaser oh she was smoking hot i mean i have a story that involves lsd and cops but it was nowhere near that sexual. oh it was, it was great yeah. we were at eloise we got busted at eloise with a bunch of us but she was a total smoke show too like dime like one of the hottest girls i ever dated and uh yeah, it just it turned her on no end to be in the back of this cop car. That's the so, kind. Of, it was really. That's cool. the kind of girl that's going to wind up getting you killed. That's, well, she's not my girlfriend anymore. So I'm just saying. I'm good. I'm safe. <laughs> I think she got married, like wherever she is. Hi, Christina. May, may the force the be with who, the past. Exactly. May the force be with whoever that guy is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, so Michigan, yeah, so like it's it's it is. It makes me laugh. Like what's what's still open? What's what's essential? It's and what's crazy. Not. Yeah, exactly. But uh, dude, driving around is oh. nuts. Well, it's nice because the freeways are kind of clear, but everybody's still going like ninety miles an hour. They're like, <laughs> dude, slow down. I don't want to die. Did you uh, did you happen to see the people in Atlanta that recreated the shot from the Walking Dead poster promo poster? Oh, no, that's pretty good. No, they like literally went to the same spot on the bridge and just took a photo, and it is that picture. Like there are wow. no cars, yeah. and it's the middle of the day, and it, it, dude, it was this is real life, surreal. Yeah, all the zombie apocalypse movies we've been watching for the past ten years. Although I have a theory, okay, because like everybody everybody's worried about the whole like shop, like you know, there's no toilet paper anywhere, there's no this, there's no that. <laughs> yeah. There is if you go to the right stores. So here's my theory. My theory is if you look at the average clientele of a given store, the higher the percentage of the customer base that is white, yeah, the less likely it is that there will be stuff in that store. Okay, white people panic is what you're I, I feel like that's exactly what's yeah, going panic on. Panic buy because like you go you <laughs> go like right. like go down like to like the Detroit like neighborhood stores. Yeah. Dude, there's everything. It's fine. Every, anything and everything you want is right. there. Yeah, they're like you just got to go. They're like it's it's going to be here. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> now this is a generalization. We're not saying all white people are like this, but it's uh, it seems to be true. I got I got lucky. Like uh, a week and a half ago, I was out and I'm like. Well, let me just look. This is probably going to be an empty toilet paper aisle. Right. But I knew we were running a little bit low, low for three guys living in the same place. So I went down the so aisle. So you only had like 37 rolls? Right. right. <laughs> like, I think we had like six or eight. But I was like, listen, if it really is out, 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 like, and there's some to be bought, I'm going to buy it now rather than wait until it's desperate time. Right. Right. So right. I went down the aisle and it was like half full. There's plenty to choose from. I'm cool. like, oh, uh, here we go. Yeah, I was jealous. Cool. Right? There's people out there that are freaking the fuck out, can't find it, and I'm like, oh, that was easy. First time I looked. Yeah, good. So like, because I, I, I've I've avoided um like just it was almost for shits and giggles. Like I I came and ran a show. I think it was Friday uh, morning. Uh, it was really funny. We had like a last minute, like yet another one of those like out of state radio stations that needed to interview somebody here called me like late the night before and was like, hey, found you guys. Are you open? Can we? Sure. Here's my astronomical last minute rate. Cool. Bill us. We'll have it paid before morning. Okay. Boom. Run. Um, so I did that. I'm like, you know, and then I'm driving home and I'm like, you know, just for shits and giggles. I actually have not. I can't even tell you the last time I was in a grocery store because I use shipped for everything. Okay, like I, I it's just I. That's just what I do. Um, and so I'm like, I, I, I kind of want to see this yeah. firsthand. And so I popped into. Uh, there's an Aldi right next door to a Meyer. Okay. Uh, where like right by where I live. And so I went to the Aldi first because I always love Aldi. They're like great little store. Yeah. Um, I, there was nothing I couldn't find. Yeah. Like, Grant, they did not have toilet paper there. Right. But um, other than that, but fully stocked. Fully stocked. Um, and then, like, just for shits and giggles, I was like, okay. And I was like, you know what? I know we need a few things. I went ahead and overshopped like I do because I always – if see, this is one of the reasons why I use shipped because if I go shopping, I shop like there's a zombie apocalypse coming. <laughs> right. Um, and so – but then I went next door to Meyer. Oh my god, dude! It was Cleaned like out. it was like the scene in Airplane where like they're like they've announced they're going down and there were people <laughs> just beating the crap out. out of each other in the aisles. Um, just oh, and just it was ridiculous. And I'm like, like this, this, this is why we. This is this is this is the plague we deserve. People this, don't know how to act right. No. <laughs> Yeah, it's the people that ruin it, man. Like, it's like, okay, I, we got to, like, shack up for a few weeks. I guess I get it. But then, like, the general public starts to get a little crazy, which, 
you know, it's weird times, no doubt, but people start to lose it and then they start fighting over crackers and stuff. And it's like, Jesus, calm down. You don't need it's it's fine. We'll be OK. Just give it a few months. You, you'll be all right. Well, not even... no one's taking your house. But I mean, income. I mean, we need to work. But well, yeah, there's but like, a million issues. Well, not even a few, but not even a few months, though. It's like, you know, and so, I know, and I do. Man. And God, God bless Costco um, and a lot of the wholesale places that have put out the announcement that we're not taking stuff back. Yeah. So if, if, if like you if, overbought, if you came through and cleaned us out of like 30, 30 packs of toilet paper, it's not returnable. Enjoy that for the next couple. And I, and I, right. and they did. I love that they, but they're like, we don't know if it's been contaminated. Yeah, fuck you. There, there could be stuff yeah. on the packaging. They're so sorry. I haven't we, even thought about that. We can't return it. <laughs> Good luck with that. But yeah, so that's yeah. That's a great way. That's a great little loophole for somebody to be like, yeah, I don't know what you coughed on. Well, that's I why I want that back. There yeah. was some store in Denmark <laughs> where I saw it was um, if you bought one bottle of hand sanitizer, it was like $2, like the normal price. If you wanted a second bottle, it was like $495. I love, that. I love it. I'm like, that is the most Brilliant. genius yep. anti hoarding mechanism yep. I've seen. Bless them. Why isn't every so store doing that? So smart. So, Lauren, you're in quarantine. Yes. I am. Laurentine. I was like, can we just officially call that Laurentine? Yeah. Yeah. Laurentine. I like to call it it Corn Queen, actually. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Corn Queen. (laughs) But you see, you're you're high spirits. You're smiling. That pretty smile is up. And uh, it's good to see your face. You know, virtual hugs. We're all getting used to the virtual hugs and stuff like that. The least amount of uh, bacterial hugs. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, so every time I go to the grocery store or, or gas station or any place that's like open to the general public and I know lots of people have been using it, I'm wearing my gloves. Oh, yeah. Like I'm not touching anything that Joe Q Public is able to touch right. when I go out in public anymore. Mm-hmm. No way. The, and I've always been the type that I hate the smell of gasoline on my mm-hmm. hands. Uh, so I wear gloves all the time when I go to the gas station. I don't care if it's summertime. I'll put on a pair of gloves to like my winter gloves Freak. to pump gas. I cannot <laughs> stand the smell of gasoline. It makes me ill. It makes my stomach turn and like everybody has tight. that. It's, no, some people like the smell of gas. No, no, everybody has that one smell. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that and Southern Comfort for me. So. Well, I mean, once it all, once it tries to kill you, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, exactly. Um. But no, so I've been I've been doing that. Oh, geez, here's our public safety alerts coming oh. up. Like I want to use. Oh, you guys getting things. one live right now? Right. Yeah. I am. Yeah, from the safety. executive office of the state of the governor. Thank you very uh, much. Get your ass home. Yeah, the state of Michigan <laughs> stay at home safe. Stay at home. Stay safe. Order takes effect at midnight tonight. Non essential travel is prohibited. As necessary, you may How? leave your home for oh, health I and safety reasons too. to get groceries and supplies for certain act- outdoor activities and to care for others. See Michigan.gov/coronavirus. Honestly, we here's should. The, here's the tip. Go ahead. Drive around with a like a ba- like a Meyer bag with like some grocery item in it, and then if you get pulled over, you can be like, "Sorry, I was just on my way back." So <laughs> we were talking about that. They're not going to be pulling over the public and going, right. "Where are you going?" Because everybody's allowed to go to the grocery it's, store, yeah, doctors are. So yeah, it's not martial law. They're not doing that. What they're going to do <laughs> is they're gonna they're gonna target businesses and being like, "Why the fuck are you still open?" Yep. That's what's going on. Totally. Um, that that being said, so which I'm, brings me to the funny part. Yeah, if I wanted to. I could write a letter 
for somebody telling them that they're yeah. an essential employee. You are. Here's what I want to do. I think we should make. Can po- I get one of those? We should make podcast Detroit stickers that say "Fuck you, I'm a podcaster." <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be out here. I'm essential. What's yeah? I'm essential. I'm a podcaster. What's your excuse? <laughs> Social distancing, motherfuckers. I love it. Uh, but I've been dropping lots of n bombs tonight. But that's okay. Not n bomb. That's not an n bomb. No, that would be an f bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Like wow. Like, people are gonna hear that and go, "Wow, what the hell did they edit out?" What did I miss? <laughs> well, rewind that 30 seconds. Yeah, rewind did, that 30 seconds. What they must have edited the crap out of that episode. They, they did. I did not drop the N-bomb. I promise I did wow. not. It's not in my vocabulary. Don't use it. Remy's just saying that he's dropping the N-bomb and all these people are just like, what? Yeah, no, what the uh, fuck? Fuck this going guy. Right they're oh, they're going like, to put me on blast. Yeah, they're going to put me on blast on Facebook. I'll be ostracized. All two people unsubscribe to us. Maybe I'll get ostracized for this. I, I really, I want to read this conspiracy series because it's just so damn outlandish and fucking hilarious when i first read it i was cracking up i was laughing so hard i was crying oh i was laughing until i read the comments yeah, oh yeah well I, I i'm sure there's a lot of people that believe it but there's people that believe that the earth is flat and they get into all that kind of stuff but here we go uh because that was kind of the, the the topic the general topic of what we were going to talk about tonight but uh this was on march 15th this morning at 4.30 a.m., our prime minister, so I'm guessing UK, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, was served a criminal indictment by the U.S. for corporate and financial crimes. Media owners were instructed to historically brainwash everyone that PM has coronavirus with his wife and that they won't be leaving their house for a while. Tom Hanks was arrested 48 hours ago for pedophilia, and he is currently being kept in a hotel room in Australia, refusing to fly back to the USA. Next celebrity arrests will be Celine Dion, Madonna, Charles Barkley, Charlie Barkley, sorry, Kevin Spacey, all will claim coronavirus infections. Italy's airports have been completely shut down as over 80 of Vatican and financial officials have been served same criminal indictments for financial crime, pedophilia, child trafficking, and sex abuse. So basically what he's saying, I'm not going to read the whole thing, uh, but we got to read another paragraph because this is good. Convicted Hollywood rapist Harvey Weinstein agreed to a deal in exchange for his testimony against hundreds of top Hollywood celebrities and their involvement in the drug business, pedophilia, and child trafficking. Instead of a 55-year sentence, he only received 23 years. In exchange, he provided testimonies against some of the biggest and most powerful names, including Prince Andrew, former President Bill Clinton, former Vice President Joe Biden, Tom Hanks, Oprah, Ellen DeGeneres, Quentin Tarantino, Charlie Sheen, Bob Saget, Kevin Spacey, John Travolta, Steven Spielberg, Podesta, I don't know who the fuck that is, NXIVM, I don't know who the fuck that is, and Pizzagate, I don't know who the fuck that is, sex trafficking clubs, and hundreds of more who were all directly involved with Jeffrey Epstein. Remember him? In exchange of Jeffrey Epstein's testimony, he was allowed to make a deal and have his suicide in prison faked. It goes on and on, so look it up. I'm sure it's all over the interwebs, but um, it was just too funny to ignore, and I thought it would be great well, to like, and like I said, discuss just, the, the comments the from everyone yeah. believing it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Killed me. Seems plausible. <laughs> totally <laughs> plausible. I've ever heard. Totally plausible, right? I just, well, and so, and I love, so, uh, you know, I, I, I tend, no, I do tend to get political sometimes. For sure. Um, but like, so the, like, the, the new one that's floating around is, and I love it because you've got the Cheeto in chief, uh, mm-hmm. who this morning was like, you know, people are really getting weirded out by the stay in place thing. Um, 
you know, by March 31st, everything's going to be good oh, and, and everything fine. should reopen. Totally that's, you know, we only needed that 15 days. That's all it's going to be. We're good. It's going to be don't worry about wiped it. clean. And then this afternoon, he's talking about Perfect. That they have a cure for it. Oh, um, we're finding a cure. We've got the best people uh, on it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and so now the, the one that's making the rounds is, well, yeah, of course he does because he wants this to get worse because he wants the election postponed. Oh, of course. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it worse so that we can't have the election. He's just going to, like, take over and rule as emperor. We don't have a president now. We've got an emperor. I'm your emperor. I am the Senate. I am, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know how you make it drag out that long because that's such a long time. But then again, I mean, you know, I mean, anything's possible these days, you know. I mean, oh, we're in sure. a pandemic right now, you know. Well, When's I, the last time we thought that would happen? I guess I, experts probably predicted it. But. Oh, sure. It happens like from somebody eating a bat. It's not the, it's not the right. first time that this, this has happened. You know, <laughs> right. like the the history oh. of man has like, had how, like how did Ozzy and... not take us out in the 70s? Exactly. You guys, <laughs> you guys think about how lucky we are to be dealing with a pandemic the flu related flu like pandemic. Right. So not it, it's deadly for a certain sector and, and if it's untreated, but it's a serious thing. But what a time to be locked in your home. Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like Netflix it's not, and Cheetos I mean, and it, nobody likes it. You really. can order nobody food loves being stuck home. You but, can order you know, food you from to... your phone, have it delivered to your door. Like when could right. you couldn't do that in 1917 when the Spanish flu right. was going around? <laughs> yeah. And you can watch anything ago. you want. Yeah. You, you couldn't even yeah, really I mean, do that when like SARS hit a couple years ago. I know. And I love it. Right. Everybody talking about like I'm so bored. Like you, you literally have oh dude. Everything you need time. on your phone. Unlimited amount of things yeah. you could be doing. There's so much entertainment. This is the one time when we can literally save the world. Yeah. By laying on the couch watching TV. Yeah. Do not screw this up. <laughs> I love that. One. I'm, I'm so day drinking for your health. Like we were made for this. We've been, I'm sorry, we've been training our entire lives for this. We've been training. Sorry. Go ahead, Lauren. Oh, I said I haven't even stopped drinking since I was told I couldn't work. <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Uh, all the all the booze, <laughs> like, all the liquor stores, party. all yeah. the liquor stores are still so, open. You can still go out and spend money on booze. You can't go to the bar, but <laughs> oh, hey, I grabbed I have, like eleven bottles of wine. I have a box of wine. I have a half gallon of Captain Morgan's. We have like a half gallon of whiskey. We have like I have three three bottles of vodka in my car right now. Like, <laughs> love it. I'm I can one roll of toilet weeks. paper and one roll of toilet paper, oh, and, yeah, and three uh, <laughs> cases of beer, and that's about it. You're hey, doing it right. You should be good for a day or two. <laughs> yeah. No. So, yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking about a week. Yeah, yeah. a week is probably. I, week. I went out today good. for the third time this week to buy booze for the next yeah. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I, dude, I grabbed all the remote gear um, and threw it in my car. Yeah. Uh, I'm, dude, I'm setting up shop in my basement bar. Nice. Like I'm, I, I, I figure I can coordinate. Like because we do, we have some shows that want to run remotely. Yep. Um, and I can coordinate them all through that. And mm-hmm. I'd figure that way. I've got my. I mean, dude, my kids are stuck at home, and they're going bad. They're going even more bad shit crazy than i am yeah like i'm now on what day 10 with no ham tramic in my life this is not good yeah but i'm i um and so i'm like i'm gonna give them the mics and let them play with stuff and let them like talk with their friends and and do i'm bringing a couple can't so yeah it'll be fun it's a time to get creative it's time to get like crazy in a good way yep like let's have some fun no but i i Good. Sorry. I was going to say people complaining that they're bored. It's like there is so much to do. Figure it out. Go on the internet. Find something to do. Learn how to paint. Learn how to play guitar. Learn how to play drums. Uh, you know, 
clean your house, do, do anything. Like I get it, people. It's not the learn same Chinese as and watch the news reports yeah. from China yourself. It's not the same as going out <laughs> into the public and hanging with your friends or going to party with your friends. But like, figure it out. There's fun stuff to do. Go ahead, Nate. <laughs> oh, I feel like uh, I feel like it kind of in a way, at least in the way I'm kind of rolling with it, because you don't really have any choice. But it's like. Like we have a dog and I've been taking this dog out and every time I take the dog out, there's more people outside just walking around. Yep. No one's looking at their phone. And I feel like once everything's like taken away like that, you kind of, it puts things in perspective and people are like, okay, I'm staring at my phone all day. At this point, I just need to go outside and just see outside. So get just away go from your walk. phone. Yeah. Just, and like- it's like, it's kind of, I think in a way bringing people together or reminding people how to, how we should be living, you know, cause it's easy to get caught up in, you know, the rat race through the whole, you know, when everything's perfect and, you know, there's no pandemic, everybody's making money and life's good. And then all that goes away. And now it's like, well, I guess we play cards. It's almost <laughs> like it's almost like <laughs> talk. It's almost like Mother Earth was like, you humans are going way too fast, way too right. fucking often. Slow the fuck down. Oh, you won't slow the fuck down. I will slow you down. Here's a global pandemic. Right. Now everybody has to slow the fuck down. Well, it's like yeah. I, right. I think a lot of people forget like right after 9-11. Yeah. Dude, that I mean, granted, I mean, that wasn't a pandemic or anything, but dude, for like the better part of a week, none of us left the house. Ten days afterwards, I flew into Boston, Logan Airport, where some of the planes left from. Yeah. That was a freaky experience. But yeah, like, and, but, cause like you everything get, got put on hold for a second because you couldn't get away from the, back up. Well, because you couldn't get away from the TV. Right. Like you couldn't stop watching the coverage. You couldn't. Stop, and like and I think that's the issue now with phones is, I mean, you know, oh, you know, smartphones were nowhere near as, as you know, they weren't a thing. Right. Um, whereas now, OK, now you've got like today I was out running around. Uh, and I, laughably, I was back at Aldi uh, picking up a few things and, and I was listening to uh, Whitmer's press conference mm-hmm. while I was walking around. Right. Because, well, I wanted to hear what she had to say. You couldn't do that in 2000. Yeah, you couldn't, you know, so, and, and I, and, but it is, I mean, it's, you know, same thing. Uh, we, we just got a new puppy uh, on, what is today? Dude, dude I've, oh, it's Monday because yeah. we're doing our show tonight. So that me. makes it uh, Friday, I believe. Uh, got a new puppy. Uh, and, and so now my, uh, my asshole existing dog is now mellowing out, like just in like three days uh, has mellowed out significantly because now he's got a friend to play with and life's good. Right. Uh, but yeah, same thing, like getting him outside, like just, you know, handling, you know, dealing with shit with new puppy, that kind of stuff. I mean, and that's the thing. Like there's like, you, dude, now is the perfect time to sign up to be like a foster for an animal, like for an animal shelter, that kind of stuff. And it's like, Hey, I'm like, and if you find yourself attached, guess what? You have dibs. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, you know, and, and it's stuff like that that people don't think about. I mean, like, and there is, there are, there are just so many damn things. That, you know, like you said, go learn a new skill. Go do something. There's more things to do. There's more to life than going out to the bars and getting drunk. Now, that's what our podcast is about. So I'm going to, I'm going to 180 us back <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, into that I'm going to walk quick. that back I am. I'm going to walk yeah. that back in here real quick. Because Nate, I'm sure like being a comedian and going out to comedy clubs, you got some good stories where somebody probably had a little too much of the go juice. Oh, yeah. Get, yeah, uh, juice. Hit, hit us with something <laughs> fun. Well, that's what I call it because when I do a shot of Jack Daniels, it's like flipping a light switch, like doom, 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 choo, shooting across the sky and turning into a raging oh, yeah. asshole. That's why I don't drink Jack Daniels anymore. But, anyways, Nate, tell us a good story about somebody getting thrown out of a comedy club. I'm sure you got one of those, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I mean, okay, so I think I've kind of benefit from 
doing comedy. So I started when I was 16. So I was really young. So I'm around all these adults. You know, I mean, when you're 16, everybody's an adult to you, right? Like you just, so I'm going to these open mics where I'm doing shows and I'm the youngest person. And I mean, noticeably youngest person, like you look like a child and people (laughs) would like, you know, people knew I was a kid. So they'd be, I I would observe just how adults acted. So I feel like I kind of grew up in, in this adult environment hanging out in bars or comedy clubs and stuff like that. So I kind of learned how to act and not act pretty yeah. young, at least how to act in public when there's alcohol around. You learned a lot and, of what not to do for sure. Right. And you feel, and when you're on stage, sometimes you get a guy that, or a girl that's too drunk and they start yelling stuff out and you got to like, just they're heckling or they're just being rude in general and they're ruining everybody's night around them. And, uh, but when you're not on stage and you're just a comedian in the back of the room, watching everything unfold and it's it's just entertaining to me because i'm thinking like what's going through the comedian on stage what's going through their head and then i'm watching a bartender and manager of the comedy club handle the situation because sometimes it's fun and it can be depending on the comedian it can be actually part of the sh- they can if they're good at it they can turn it into like a a funny thing oh but, yeah i've seen i've seen bits where the, like they just destroy hecklers and make it hilarious right. so that's an art yeah. form in itself for sure oh definitely but yeah so you're, so you're um, sitting there at the back of the bar and you get to see it from all these different angles like you can empathize yeah. with the guy or girl on stage you're seeing what the bartender is seeing you're seeing what the manager is seeing you're seeing how everybody's right. dealing with it so you've got a lot of experience with that that's that's nice yeah there's a comedy club in ann arbor where i started best comedy one of the best in the country in my opinion it's like really small intimate low ceilings seats like 200 people and it's just the shows there are just so much fun and uh they're in a new location now, but when I started, they were in a different, uh, at a different place. It's like a small basement comedy club below a restaurant. And the guy that runs it, his name's Roger. He's the nicest guy, but he's very quiet. And like when you meet him, you think like, oh, this guy hates me. Okay. But he's like tiny, smokes cigars, and he's just he, he's just old school, like just super. He's one of the best people ever. He and, sounds like a character, uh, is what he sounds like. That's yeah, awesome. he definitely is. But once you get to know him, he's like he's he's funny. He's nice. T- he'll talk your ear off, right? And uh, uh, there was a um, when I first started, it was like that. But now that I know him well, he's just a riot. But we um, there was a, a a show I was hosting, and this guy Reese Waters, I'll never forget him. I thought uh, he's just a funny stand-up comedian in general, but. He was headlining this show in Ann Arbor, and I had gone up before him, and there was a guy on stage or and sitting in the front row. He brought in his own beer, which, as you guys know, you can't bring outside alcohol into any establishment. That's <laughs> right. illegal. That's a no-no. You know? Yeah, so you can't be surprised when somebody tries to take it from you or like, you know what I mean? Like if you guys caught somebody at your bar with their own, like a beer they brought in, you'd be like, I have to take that. That's, or you have to leave one or the other. So you tell it to a drunk college student doing a rush because of U of M's there. So they, uh, they were doing a, like a a fraternity rush thing. So like they all snuck in beer. They're all just kids being assholes and they just ruined the, but so while all this is happening, right. Uh, while I'm on stage, Mm -hmm. Uh, the guy, the server takes the beer from the kid and they're arguing and it's this whole scene and it's just uncomfortable. And then while all that's happening, Roger's in the back, like, I got to kick these kids out. This is obnoxious. They're in the front row, <laughs> you know, like oh it's just good. It's just ruins everybody's night. And uh, so while all that's happening, there's another couple who earlier in the show, Reese, the headliner, was talking to them and they're like, it's our first date. And he's like, oh, how'd you meet? And they're like, eHarmony. And then they actually get up and they, they like they're both gone. 
while this kid is getting kicked out for drinking outside, you know, he brought in his own beer. And while all that's happening, it turns out this couple had gone out back. There was like, it, like when you exit, you go up these stairs into an alley. They got caught having sex on the stairs outside just because one of the servers went out to smoke a cigarette. And oh, she boy. comes running in. What? And she, yeah, and she tells Roger, the manager, like, I don't know how to tell you this. There's that. There's a couple. You know, she knew the table. Like, you know, row two. You know, two A or whatever. Table two outside yeah. and they're and they're having sex or whatever and roger's like jesus christ so it's what's going on tonight i got this kid up front i gotta kick out i gotta go talk to these two grown adults right <laughs> and and he you know he's not drinking he's just working that's just like a work right. night for yeah. him and i'm in the back of the room watching all this unfold and you know and roger's a shorter guy and, he, and he's a little older so he's not gonna like get physical with anybody but he's got this like way about him where like when he tells you to go sit down you're gonna go sit down because you're like that guy might murder me I don't know. It's like very mob mob like it's it's crazy how he does it. I don't know. It's amazing. And he so but the bartenders there are pretty, you know, big dudes. You know, they they can they can be some muscle for him if if he needs it. So I literally saw them. Yeah, they kind of act as security. Yeah. If something goes down, they're the dudes that like go out and they're like, you got to get out of here right now. So they had to kick this guy out. And then that same night, I don't know what it was. There was another table. This couple got into a fight. This girl left. And this guy went to go after her, but he wasn't going to pay his tab. So the server stopped. I was like, you can leave. You just got to pay your tab. And he was trying to, he's like, she left and I got to go get her. And it was just this whole thing. And Roger's like, look, I got the cops on the way for some stuff going on over there. So if you want to really cause it, like it has nothing to do with you. If you just right. pay your tab, like it's just chaos, you know? And sometimes Ugh. I feel like a bartender, you guys might have a, a different perspective, but like, I feel like the comedy, comedy club bartender uh, and the whole, just the wait staff experience for a, like, you get two shows on a Friday, right? So that's two chances to make all your money. Whereas yeah. like you guys can work all night. I feel like it just, uh, your, your hustle is a little different. It's but when different. I see yeah, it, it's definitely different. Yeah. Cause like you guys can work like, you know, an eight hour shift and maybe get by. Okay. But it's like when you have five tables and two shows, so that's 10 tables at night. It's like, if somebody doesn't tip that can make or break your night, you know, like, right. and so watch it when like, when there's like money on the line like that, watching people work, it's fascinating to me, but watching people get kicked out for having sex on the back steps of a comedy club <laughs> yeah. is one of the best. It, I don't know. Just from, just from being in the back of the room watching, I'm like, I'm not responsible for any of this. I just get to watch the show happening. Hey, you get to just show. be like a spectator. It's like going yeah. to an event and just watching these people do stupid shit and get <laughs> <Yeah>. kicked out. <laughs> Dude, and you know, and when, uh, you know, when I started going out, I was like 16 I was going out to these comedy clubs, even like until I was even, I'd say even now I'm tw- I'll be 28 next month. So that's, I'm still pretty young but like i'm past the point of where anything is interesting when it comes to like bars and stuff you know like Mm -hmm. when when i was when i first started going out i'm like this is all new to me i can't believe adults act like this kind of thing you know (laughs) and i'm still like that sometimes i'm like i'm the youngest person in the room right now and i have my shit together more than any of you do even if i was drunk (laughs) it's uh it's a wild uh you just you never know i mean and i feel like it's the same customer that you guys get but they're told to be quiet in a comedy club. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. I totally get that. I 100%. What? To, so to add my little slice to that, I've never been kicked out of a bar for having sex in it just because I was never caught. But um, <laughs> to get kicked out of a bar for having sex, I will 
Cheers to that. <laughs> okay, all right. I got to admit, I, I really... I like, you know I like your story. Here's what's crazy, though, is like you think like that is the perfect scenario for a stand up comedian. Like, so this guy on stage is like, hey, what's going on with you two? You've been together. Oh, it's your first date. You're out on your <laughs> yeah. first date. You met online. Right. And then you can't even communicate <laughs> to him because the show has just gone off the rails. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I tell him that the couple that he was talking to just got kicked out for having sex, even though they it was like their first date? That's amazing. Like he didn't know that. That's like the best. Like That's... I'm like, how do I tell him this without interrupting? The they show? couldn't keep you know? their I'm hands like, off each other. He has other. no idea that they snuck out, and it was their first day. It's just it was nuts. And then after the show, he got off stage. He goes, "That was chaos. Like what the hell just happened? Like everybody that was weird came out tonight, and Full moon. like that couldn't keep their shit together came to this show." And I was like, I don't, dude, that couple, the first date couple, they, they got kicked out for having sex on uh, outside, out back. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? No. And it's, you know, as Mind a comic, blown. you're like, oh, I wish I'd known. Yeah. Although it's been comedy gold if you can yeah. come up with something right on the, right on the spot. Perfect oh, that'd material. be great. It's just one of the most ridiculous <laughs> scenarios. So like, hope you just, I'm like, you. I hope she got even, pregnant. Like, I hope she got pregnant. You know, like uh, first first date oh got God. pregnant. Like tell that story to your kid. Tell that. Don't you and, put that evil on them? And well, no. And then they end up together, and it's like you know, tell that story to your kid. So how how right. tell me the story of how I was made? Well, it was a first date. I met your mom on Tinder, and we went to a comedy club. And I tell you right. what, forty five minutes oh, later, I was three, planting the seed. Three drinks, and we were out on the back staircase going at it. And, uh, well, that's yes. that's how you were born. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I, I wonder if the kid's name would be Mike. Yeah, like open mic. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm a big fan of Schadenfreude. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, no. Honestly, I love your timing more than anything else uh, that you were talking about. Just because, I mean, that that kind of parallels my own. I, I don't even if we talked about that. Like, I did stand up for a couple of years. Yeah. Um. And and I got I got talked into it uh, when I was 16. Uh, and it was like I had done like a couple of like talent shows and that kind of stuff. And, and there was a, the, the under 21 club that we went to, yep. uh, had an open mic night <laughs> on Tuesday nights. And my buddy talked the manager into giving me, you a know, shot. Uh, yeah. And yeah. it was, and it was a blast. I mean, it, 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 so like kudos to you, dude. I mean, cause it's, it, it takes a lot because for the, a lot of the same reasons, like you're talking to a room full of people that for all intents and purposes, you have nothing in common with, uh, right. and yet you have to make them laugh. And it's a different room every night. Yep. You got to read the crowd right away yeah. and see if like your your jokes are going to go mm -hmm. over or you know. Do you have different jokes that you set up for different crowds? It depends on the uh, where I'm at and what the scenario is. You know, like so sometimes. I mean, I can do. I'll have like a set in mind, like stuff that I'm working on or like newer stuff that I try to like rotate into some older stuff. You know, because sure. at, at the level I'm at, I still got to walk into a room. Uh, and even like just the person that booked me, I want them to know I'm funny. So I go, I can't just go up and do a bunch of new stuff and eat it. You know, I got to at least prove myself. Sure. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's a lot of rotating. Like I'll do like some newer stuff, but if I'm at like, a, if I'm doing like a corporate event, mm -hmm. like a, like a company holiday party, I will, I'll, I'll keep it clean just because a lot of times people don't, depending on the yeah, it's scenario, a if it's fancy, sure. you definitely keep it clean. But sometimes you get like a really blue collar, like, you know, maybe like a, a like a, even like an industrial where it's like we're st I'm standing on a milk crate yeah. in the factory they work <laughs> in. And they're like, you can say whatever you want. Wait, like, have you done that? Is the, that an actual thing? Yeah. You stood on yeah, a milk done, crate in a factory and did comedy. Yeah, I've, 
That's yeah, fucking like, amazing. Sometimes you think like you think like company party, you think like, oh, I gotta wear a suit. They're like, no, wear whatever you want, you know, whatever you're comfortable in. Right. And then you show up and people are in like flip flops in December and you know, they're like the they're like the cargo <laughs> shorts year round guys. You're, yeah, know? Like yeah. What, yeah. I, some of the best crowds you'll ever have, but oh, it's I just bet. funny. I'm just like, this is a company party, and there's like, yeah, no, we're just, this, we just, you know, they they have a cooler full of beer. It's nothing crazy. It's not catered. But then you go to the like fancier places, and they're like, uh, don't do any jokes about dentists because Tracy's what a husband's right. a dentist, and right, right, you know, right. or like whatever. This, you don't want to offend anybody. We have to give you like stipulations on I've what done. you can talk about. Yeah, you know, and like normally I'd be like you know, screw you, I do what I want, you know, First Amendment or whatever. And then you're just like, well, I agreed to the show, so I'll do whatever you want. I you're don't care, I need me. the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kind of like it, though. Like, if there's restrictions, I'm like, you know, this changes it up. Okay. I can't, yeah. like, phone it in, or I can't, like, I have to think about what I'm saying. I have to really, it, it kind of reminds me, like, to put a little effort in. Absolutely, and, keep you humble. sometimes, if you can get to the punchline without saying, fuck, it's oh. a funnier joke, you know? Absolutely. I, <laughs> in some cases, you know? Yeah, no. I, you know, there's there's definitely two schools of thought. One, that, that there's the raunchy comedians from the 70s and 80s that made their bones on being like, mm-hmm. you know, just over the Working top swearing and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there was the, you know, the jello pudding pop eating. Yeah. Uh, we're going to keep it clean for the kiddies because uh, the kiddies want to watch this. Yeah, while I'm putting too. my pop where it doesn't belong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which yeah, is all those allegedly. Something to hide, I feel no, like. I'm sorry, dude. The Bill Cosby for adults only album is one of the funniest things you will ever hear in your life yeah, because sure. it's Bill Cosby oh, he was funny. doing the 11 o'clock set when he was at a Vegas nightclub. He was a filthy man. Oh, he could be. I'm sure. Oh, it was hilarious, <laughs> especially when you like you go back and you watch Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah. You know, talking about Cosby calling him up and calling him out. Yeah. And then you're like, well, like, but, right. but Bill, Bill can do it too. <laughs> Ex- exhibit A. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then you look at the, then you look in the long run, it's like, oh, Eddie Murphy was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? It's so funny how that works out. It's like we were, and that, I think that's why it was so hard for people. Like, that's why people, I mean, if we, I mean, we shouldn't support i mean we should i don't know it's it's such a messed up story should that guy was really doing and it's like how how does that not ruin it for you i mean (laughs) kind of but i say go back and listen to the old stuff and you're like this guy you know what he did after that show (laughs) yeah but i still like i i say i say you know it's separate you can you separate the art from the artist you know Uh, hey that's the big that's you put on a good michael jackson jam i'm still gonna dance to it sure you know like i don't i don't like what he did but i'm still you know you want to be starting something comes on i am getting down (laughs) like that's just the way it is and stuff like that it shouldn't be cut and dry it's like it's so hard it's like how do you how do you tell us like it's so it's that's gotta be because you give your if you grew up on like the cosby show and stuff it's like that was ripped away from you it's like so it's such an emotional like mind fuck you know it, it, it's like it what? can be but you got to think of guy? it you know like i'm never gonna watch a miramax film again he made some great movies yeah. the guy was right. a slimeball right. piece of shit obviously that's come right. out now and yes he needs to pay for it but it's like those movies are still great the entertainment yeah. that i get from it doesn't change the entertainment it changes yeah. the way you think about the person but not the entertainment anyways i feel like we're getting way too political here so i used to bartend at, <laughs> I, i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it back around that's okay uh i used to bartend at the hard rock downtown detroit and um, we did a comedy night. I don't know if you're familiar with Mike Bonner. Mike Bonner. Yeah, yeah. Mike Bonner <laughs> used to do the comedy night there. And so I was the bartender. I was the main bartender on Wednesday nights. And Mike and I struck up a friendship because he was putting it on every week and would bring all these That's comedians in. And he's a really good dude. And so I, you know, being a bartender, I know a million bar jokes. So I started telling my jokes 
to to Mike, and he was like, "Remy, you're a funny motherfucker. You need to write this shit down. You should be doing stand up." And I'm like, "Nah, nah, 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 nah. I already have one go nowhere career with bartending. I'm not getting into another one." He's like, "No, man. Seriously, like, all you got to do is sit down and write and write and write. Like, you could do this stuff." And so, like, I met a bunch of comedians that he brought on, and they, he was always like, "This is Remy. He's the man. We got a tab." Like, you know, because that was part of his little rider stipulation was that he and the comedians would get you know a certain amount of money on the bar tab and they could come and do their set and and drink for free so i'd get to know them too and and tell them my funny jokes and stuff like that and uh yeah i hung out with uh with a couple of big name comedians you know uh mid-tier to to higher tier comedians and had some good times with them and they were like yeah you're a funny dude man you should think about it and i was like i don't know it's not really my calling it never really like spoke to me i can appreciate what it takes to do it you know because i've seen i've known you know you and a few other people that that do it and stuff like that and it just it seemed like i was like uh i I don't know if that's uh, the game I want to play. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, it's not for everybody. It's right. a weird thing. Yeah, it's a it's it's a weird thing to want to do, and I don't know why originally I wanted to do it. I always loved I always loved it, and I clearly well, thought I could do it. Well, you can do it. And You're good I, at it. Like I'm telling, I'm here to tell you. It, and I just kept doing it, and yep. now it's just my life. I mean, so, I and I love doing it. That's the thing. But yeah. bartending, you know, I know some people that love bartending. Uh, you, like I know people that have made great careers out of it. You're talking to two of them, Lauren. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel like I've been talking and to you all night. Bartend? I'm sorry. Well, nowhere now. It's coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you? You're right. Everything's past tense. Yeah. Where did you bartend? Lolo. Oh, me? Yeah. Um, well, I I talk a lot of shit about the place, so I'm not going to say the place. Oh. But I'll tell you some Where places have. I have worked. Yeah. <laughs> I worked at uh, the Grasshopper Underground in downtown Ferndale. Cool place. I was the general manager there for a couple of years. I worked out in Necto Nightclub out in Ann Arbor. You talked about doing a place out in Ann Arbor. <laughs> Yep. Okay. Cool. And so, uh, that's basically it. Mostly nightclubs. Okay. Yeah. But so, oh man, you probably deal with a lot of jerks. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, every yeah. bartender does. Yeah. That's well, like, so that's that setting is so obnoxious where it's like it can be. You're there's, just there's good and bad parts to it. There's good obnoxious. and bad parts to it. Here, so here's the thing. I worked at Fifth Avenue in Royal Oak, and I don't mind saying their names because um, I'm still cool with them. Bar. I'm still cool with them. It's a great big place, um, but it, it has a reputation for lots and lots of douchebags coming there all the time. Now that being so does said, Royal Oak. yeah. The, the, that being said, there's a lot of awesome people that were regulars there that I love to death, and they're not douchebags. They're really cool people. So many good regulars. So many good friends there. So I have nothing bad to say about it. That being said, sometimes you have to grab a girl's drink and throw it away and have her go what the fuck I'm not done with that and I'm like yeah but there's a bunch of douchebags here and I'm pretty sure somebody just tried to drug you so you know I was that bartender but I was you know I also took advantage of the fact that there was lots of really hot young girls coming in every night and I was a bartender at this really cool club so you know I got lots of phone numbers I got lots of uh, I was single you know and ready to mingle so there was good things about it the music sucked I couldn't stand the music but I'm I'm not a big fan of <laughs> top 40 kind of stuff. So, um, but you know, being able to go there on a busy Saturday night and get in for free and play pool for free and, um, have the, the owners buy you and your friends some shots. That was pretty cool. 
you know, you stuff guys, like that. Do you guys have like uh, I, I don't, like a passion for it? You love making like cocktails and stuff. Absolutely. Well, mixology, I guess, is that the term? Mixology. For yeah, most people don't like that term. I hate that. Yeah, word lots of that. people hate that. A I guess of... it's a little pretentious. Well, no, here's here's why. Because here and this is when like when the term first hit. This is why I said it was a shitty term. Because for all intents and purposes, knowing how to mix a good drink is about ten percent of being a good bartender. Correct. Sure. It's about your personality. It's about yep. your style. It's about reading your customer, much like you have to read a room to do your comedy. I've got to read a customer. I've had people come in <laughs> yeah. that I've had people come in that are having a shitty day and want to cry on my shoulder. And you got to be a shrink. You know, sometimes you just yeah. have to be like an ear to listen to their stories. <laughs> sometimes people want to have like they want to be like the big shot life of the party, and you got to know how to life. how to work those people and make them feel like they're the star, and you know, kind of you know, fade into the background and. Serve Serve their drinks really fast and give them what they want as soon as they want it or even anticipate it and give it to them before they want it so you make a good tip. You know, there's people that you have as your regulars that come in all the time and you got to treat them like gold. You got to learn people's names. There's a lot that goes into it. And so mixologists, it's like you can train yeah, any, yeah. you can train a monkey how to learn a drink recipe. Sure. That's not hard. Learning how to they make have the drinks. that do it now. Exactly. Learning how to make the, the good tasty drinks is like – that's the backbone of it. Yeah. You know, that's the bare essentials. Yeah. Um, but having a good personality, dealing <laughs> well, with stress. Because I feel like, because I, I know some people who bartend who like, they they take such pride in their work and they're like, I mean, I can make it like, you know, and like you said, it's everything involved with it. Like, right. It's everything. Sure. It's everything. But I, I always, I always find it funny when I go to just, just a brewery, right. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, we, we only serve. Are you hitting your bong, Lauren? The beer. <laughs> Thing. No, I'm sorry. My pug just busted down my door, and now all you guys can hear is her voice. Yes. Hi, baby. No, that's oh, the, she's so sweet. Oh, her, there is a pug there. Her yeah. snort, her snort sounded like you ripping a bong rip. That was I know. awesome. She's she just like busted through the door. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna try and get her out of no, here. No, that's fine. She's a, we love dogs oh, on the podcast. Care. I love it. No, you're right, Nate. But, but I, here's my thing about. I always love it when I go to a brewery though, and I see somebody who's like. 20 they're like i bartend and i go can yeah. i have the ipa and right. then they just they just pull a lever and i'm like get over yourself right you're, you're not, not you're not bartending you, <laughs> so you you got me a coke you know what i mean like it's the same it is kind of the same thing i don't know although, i guess i don't want to like piss off people although at breweries but the one <laughs> thing the one the main thing that really turned me off about hillary clinton is when she was campaigning in 2016 she went uh-huh. she went to a brewery and they had her trying to pour a beer from a tap and oh, it was no, like that's com- the worst thing complete and total foam <laughs> all over she didn't tilt the glass at all she had no idea what the I mean, fuck no, she was doing we know Hill. that because bill went to monica because hillary didn't know how to give good head she didn't know how to do the tap <laughs> she had no idea how to work a tap how many gold uh, it was but no that was the thing like i saw that video and i was like nope sorry not voting for you not gonna See, happen but that, you care. lost a large sector of like the, just the working class she did. Just like a she bartender. Really did. Like, you, you, just, how to pour a like you, would, you thought you, you'd think she would have like taken a trial run or something. Right. Don't do it on camera yeah. the first time, you moron. Or like, have you ever seen anybody pour a beer before? Like, no. I, well, I remember when I started bartending, my dad was telling me, he's like, oh, so you know how to, you know how to pour a beer and like tilt the glass? I'm like, yeah, fuck stick. Of course I know how to yeah. pour a fucking beer. I've been pouring yours for I, 18 years. I'm not a moron. <laughs> I've always thought it'd be fun to bartend. I never did it. And I never tried it, but oh, I thought it's, like, it's I'm great like, fun. I feel like I, I could it. be, I feel like I could do all right. Cause all right. I know you can, if you work a lot, you can make good money. And I was like, man, I should try this. 
So here's the thing. But I never did. Next time you're in town and everything's open again, uh, yes. you come to my joint and I'll let you guest bartend for like an hour, and Ooh, then be fun. and then I'll come to do one. I'll come to one of your shows and you let me come on and do like the five minute intro and tell a couple Dude, of jokes. You can open. Is that for a deal? Me. Can I open for you? Like just Dude, a, just definitely. a little just a little set. You know, I'll be like the announcer because I I've got experience with announcing. But then you, you know, got a great the, voice. Right, exactly. The announcer always like tells a couple of jokes and then brings out the real comedians. Right. Yes. It's usually a comedian that does the announcing. I love going yes. to comedy shows. I absolutely like stand up comedy Next is one of my I'm favorites. Down, I watch all y'all there. Yes. Well, as long as they're open, <laughs> as long as everything yes. opens back up again. Dude, yeah. If say, any of these places can, can survive. These oh, yes. absolutely. You guys can have the night off. You just enjoy. Oh, <laughs> You're right. good. After this quarantine. I'm going to need so many nights off after this. Yeah. So, we'll, yeah. Lauren and I will teach you how to make a green tea shot and yes, a lemon drop so shot and oh. co- how to correctly pour a beer. And then one more. You should probably know how to make yeah. a Long Island, too. If this you, will be yeah. fun. Yeah. If you can I, make actually, a, we should film this. If you can make a Long Island, a Jack and Coke, a Tito's and soda. A martini and a dirty martini. You don't need to know how what? to make those at every regular can I bar. I mean, it, it for helps. all the bartenders. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What is the, what's the, I don't know if you've covered this, but what's the one drink when like uh, somebody just hammered rolls up and it's like 1.30? Yeah. And they're just like, can I have a, whatever, green tea shot or something ridiculous where it's like, I got you're going to make me make eight of those right now? And you guys are clearly blacked out. Well, nobody likes lemon like, drops because you got to sugar the rim. That's kind of annoying, uh, you know. And you got a strong island. Yeah, I just I just throw lemon wedges into a thing of, of sugar. Like, of sugar. Yeah, and so I just love shake it. it really fast. Right. So the sugar yes. is on the lemon instead of on the rim of the glass. If you have to yeah, rim the glass, like, it it's takes annoying. considerably less time than it actually does. rimming the glass. Um, I knew a bartender time... that would just put like water. They like I didn't even put booze in it. Which oh is, yeah, because they're mean, hammered. Ethically, it's a an issue. You probably just shouldn't serve the person rather than make them think they were buying a drink. But well, the thing they is, were like dumb enough to fall for it and they paid $16 the thing for is, it or people, whatever the hell. They want to keep the party going. They don't want to get cut off. They want to yeah, keep it going. Right. But they're so hammered that they're not going to know the difference. So like if somebody asks for a lemon drop and they want six of them and you put one shot of vodka and then the rest just like sour and lemonade and yeah. sugar and shit, they're not going to know the difference. They won't be able right, to taste right. it. This not Especially taste like they're anyway. already gone. No, the if worst... somebody asks for a really strong drink, I don't give them any booze. I just pour it right. I pour the booze down mm, the straw. Down so it's like the first thing they taste, <laughs> yep. and they're like, "Oh, that's really strong." And then, <laughs> and then they're good so for the rest smart. of the cocktail. Oh, we've got all kinds <laughs> of little tricks. We've got all kinds of little tricks like that. No, the the <laughs> one is when they're when they're hammered and they come up and they're like, "Let me get a Tito's and vodka." That annoys the shit out of us. We're like, "Really? Yeah. You're cut off." Tito's like, and vodka, dude. <laughs> I always knew it was time for me to stop drinking when because I was. It's usually a scotch and soda. Yeah. For, when I was drinking back, like before I switched to the stuff and drinking now, when when I started ordering a Dewar's and Scotch, it was time to go home. Yep, like too much. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me let me get a rusty nail there, young lady. Make it real. Make it real rusty. Actually, a rusty nail is a really good drink, and I've turned on yeah. so many girls to that drink because they don't like scotch, but the drambuie makes it sweet, and they absolutely right. love it. They're like, "I want something new. Give me something that I've never had before." I'm like, "How about a rusty nail?" And they're like, "What's that?" I'm like, uh, "Let grandpa, let Grandpa Remy treat you there, sweetheart." Grandpa uh, Remy, let this roll across <laughs> your lips and tell me what you think. Uh, and they're like, "That's really good. I like that." <laughs> <laughs> I something else that crossed my mind too. Uh, I was in uh, Seattle a few years ago. This, and I met this bartender. What am I like? If I'm in a different city, I try to find a, a place that 
isn't like yeah just a place that's unique to the area i guess or i try to find the most non like applebee's ish place you know what i mean yes so i'm like okay i want to be like the remy of the of the town you know what i mean i've been to seattle so tell me the place you went to and i'll let you know if i've been there it's now closed because i was just in seattle in january and i tried to find it and i because i'm friends with the bartender on facebook and i sent her a message and i was like please tell me you're open and she goes no that that building's actually gone Ah, (laughs) so i was like oh no what was it called do you remember uh e smith mercantile Okay, no. It was I, really small. Yeah, like it was like so it's like it's a, a mercantile. I don't know the definition. I never learned it. I did it was like a store, but there was a bar in the back and yeah. they served like cocktails. Yeah, mercantile awesome. mercantile was, is like a, a, a five and dime store. There you go. But like old time. It was it was so cool though. Like we sat there for so I had a show on Sunday night and then I had a red eye after the flight or after the show. Jesus, yeah. I had a, right. a couple drinks. <laughs> after the so, flight. <laughs> Can I get a doer's scotch? So uh, I <laughs> I had a red eye after the show, and the show was at like 8 o'clock, and then I got to go to the airport. And we spent all day, because it was our last day in Seattle, we spent all day just sitting at this bar drinking, and yeah. this bartender was so cool, and she was like making a straight, like it was like a cocktail bar, right? So they're making us whatever, whatever she came up with kind of thing. And mm-hmm. to me, it was amazing, because I'm some dumb customer, but you guys are probably like, oh, everybody makes that. But... I was loving it, and I we were having the most fun with this part. And by the end of it, by the time we had to go, um, I was like, man, I want to come back here kind of thing. And my birthday was coming up, like, in a couple weeks. And I said, hey, my birthday is on the 18th. Um, you should name a drink after me because she would make whatever that day's special was. And I go, on my birthday, will you please make a drink special called the Nate Armbruster? And she was like, okay. She goes, what would you, what would that be? And I don't know shit. So I said, what do you think? And then the, my friend who was with was like, what's the whitest drink you can think of? Like, Because I'm so white. And she, white. you know what? I have a picture of it. I wish I had pulled it up shit before I came on because I wanted to t- tell you about it because I was so proud of this moment. But I go, how am I going to know? She said she was going to do it, right? And yeah. I'm thinking every yeah, bartender right. is going to tell you that. Sure. It's like, oh, you're leaving yeah. town tonight? Yeah, sure. I'll make the. I'll make sure on Wednesday we have a drink special named after you. And she sent me a picture of it uh, on that on my birthday. She goes, "I did it," and that's she dope. made me that drink that day. Oh, that's cool. It was basically a white Russian like okay. a, a version of it. But um, she had it on the menu oh, on the chalkboard gosh. outside. It was like, "Try the Nate Armbruster." That's really cool, like dude. The, yeah, I was so proud. It was uh, one of my proudest moments in, that is in my bar. So good. And my bar. Hey, resume, if if I guess. you if I can convince a bartender. <laughs> on the west coast has never met me or just anywhere really right. even in michigan or where i'm from it's like if i can convince somebody Any that to change their menu to make a drink oh, after you so done it. quick question do you still have the picture that she sent you on the phone yes okay so yes i can send that to me yes we'll put it on the gram we will put it on the facebook page also do, did we get a gmail account um oh, nope i was in the middle of doing that okay we haven't gotten a gmail account yet but listen we're so getting, it'll be up it's going to be up It'll soon, be up. and we're going to figure out the name of it. We're going to let all you guys know because we want people to like start giving us feedback here. 
Everybody's quarantined. Everybody's stuck at home. If you're listening, we want you to give us your feedback. Tell us your funny stories. Tell us all your funny drinks and stuff like that. I actually – a great story to go along with yours, Nate. A couple of months ago, I was doing a corporate um, holiday party and these people Ooh, were like, just make – they're like, just make us something new, something like you've never made before. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I can do this. So I grabbed a tin and I started grabbing different things that I thought would taste good together and I made a drink up on the spot. Just like that. Yeah, you know, I've been bartending for almost 20 years. I can make a drink on the spot. And it right. was like a, we had a little bit of blood orange vodka. And then I had a little bit of the um, the really good uh, cherry syrup. What are they called? I, it's been like two months and I can't even remember the name of them. The Italian cherries and the thick, heavy syrup. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Not maraschino, but no. like the no, real fancy I have some ones. In my cupboard. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I do. The fancy ones. Anyways, well, the syrup's real thick, so I put a little splash of that in there. A little orange juice, a little sprite. Like it was really good drink, oh. and every like the whole party went nuts for it, nice. and and like everybody started ordering them, and I was like, it's a, and it was a full, it was a full moon that night, so I was like, it's a full blood moon orange or something like that, you know? Nice. Like I made up a, Aww, I made up a I name like for it, it I but like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a really good drink, and it was a cool name for it, and everybody's just like, Remy, you're the best bartender ever it's like that's how you make friends mm-hmm. in this yes. industry it's kind of kind of cool kind of easy to do anyways lauren is in charge of all of the social stuff since she's on quarantine right now she's gonna be yes. she's gonna be posting stuff on instagram she's gonna be posting stuff on facebook she's gonna come up with a gmail account that you guys can the email two i us tried to. we're both we're both taken i, know. But I think gonna have i to, have one and gonna, i'll post it on our facebook for everyone to contact us we'll come up with something clever we'll post it on facebook we'll post it on instagram so if you're following us on those platforms and you want to write into the show and tell us your crazy bar stories or pass out stories or drunk stories. Like even if you're a bar patron, you don't work at a bar, but like you've gone out drinking before and you've got a good story. Share it with us. If we like it, maybe we'll uh, I mean, technically speaking, I could give you a podcast Detroit email address like you guys could hey. be tails at podcast. Yeah, that would be great. It's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> so we'll figure that we'll figure that out in the next week. And uh, hey, I wanted to make sure yes. that we told everybody because they are getting flooded, but it's actually working. I've seen so many stories from bartenders today uh, that are actually getting tipped through this. Uh, my buddy Nick from Nick Drinks yes. put together this great website, Go Tip Them. Uh, go T I P E M dot com. Like, you know, go tip them, but tip them. Tip them. Um, and uh, if you're a bartender, go get your ass signed up on it uh, with your PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, whatever links. Um, and the whole shtick is hey, while you're sitting at home having a drink uh, for a lot less than you would be having it at a bar, yeah. uh, <laughs> go ahead and send a tip to your favorite bartender that you see all the time that you haven't seen in a week yes. or so or just um, put into the general fund yep. and we'll make sure that our bartenders and servers and yep. people that are not making money right now get a little bit of cash coming in and it's super Shout cool out. i mean it's uh it's it's obviously very michigan heavy because nick's here in michigan and this is where it's getting the most publicity but there are bartenders um from all across the nation on it so i mean it, it is wide open for anybody to sign up and use um and like i said i've seen a lot of stories today from people that were like oh my god Thank you for, you know, putting this together. This is great. You know, yeah, I'm actually getting money in. You guys are the best. You know, don't hurt yourselves. But, oh, my God, is this helping? Help each other out in this time of crisis and need. Like, we all got to come together and learn how to be one. Yep. We're all connected. That's right. Man, I agree with that. I love this. This was such a fun podcast. I'm so glad that like we were able to do it remote. Nate, you're over in Chicago. Nate, yes. plug plug yourself, buddy. Where can people get a hold of you, man? Ooh, the best way right now the is Instagram. It's, it's, it's just on the gram. That's the most I'm the most active on there in Twitter. Facebook's is here, you know, I'm here and there. It depends. Uh but Instagram's my my most used, so it's the easiest way to get a hold of me at Nate Comedy. And um on there you'll see 
Like uh, I'll have a link to my podcast so you can find my stuff if you're a podcast listener and you one think crazy I'm funny. Story. And you wanna <laughs> one crazy yes, story. Yes, one crazy story is the name of the podcast. That's a good which I one. might change the name. I haven't decided yet. Well, but right I, now it's one crazy story. You know, if you've got 10 million followers, I wouldn't change the name. But if you don't yet, nah, then, yeah, true. you can do that. Um, I don't think anyone gives. And a shit. if there's a <laughs> if there's a hot bartender in Seattle that's not doing anything and she wants to come to Chicago and meet up with you, is that cool or are you? Uh, taken ah, are you spoken for I'm at the moment good. he's taken right now he's got himself a girl well that's good good for that hopefully you've got uh somebody to but snuggle up with in this yeah hey it's the thought <laughs> that counts right <laughs> dude i know yeah I wish. that's a great uh medium i you know i wish i'd thought of that earlier <laughs> well you know i've always got i've always got <laughs> in my a mind, funny way I'm i've always got my mind kidding, in the bedroom or the gutter that's just me <laughs> yes all right hey thanks you guys for listening make sure you go to check out uh go tip them go check out all the the different platforms that we've announced tonight and uh we'll see you next week Bye. Hi, guys. I'm Lauren. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales from the Bar Side. Tune in next week and make sure you check us out on Facebook at Tales from the Bar Side. Are you still there? Yeah. Sorry. Oh,